Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Pre-gaming! Pre-gaming! Pre-game mode! Tailgate party! Nice Here we go! These guys to show up eight seconds before. Yep. I've been here 40 minutes. I'm freaking fired up. Let's go! See? You made me nervous, Brad. You for know the first what? time ever, I was officially <laughs> nervous for you. You know what? It was well worth the wait. This is game day. It is. This is ready to go. Let's the biggest go. show that we've and, done so far. And, and, My, be, and I, because it is the biggest show we had to do thus far, yeah. I had to pull out the barbershop turnover chain. The oh, turnover chain the turnover is in the chain. building. Give me a, a get spot shot on that. Get that. Somewhere. I need that. I, listen, uh-huh. this is a turnover you take chain. Miami's retired turnover chain? Yes. They, 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 you they, give, they, they got rid of it. They nixed it. I melted it down into a panda turnover <laughs> chain, and Will we ready to go. Will you give that to Baker when he turns the ball over? No. He can't have this. No, <laughs> whichever quarterback turns it over more has to wear it next week. Yes. By yes. the way, Mary Kay yesterday confirmed Ooh. what G and I have been saying for a while that Miles Garrett hates Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh. ah, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a very strong word. He wants him dead. That's it. Well, <laughs> when we're talking about other people's emotion towards other people, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm okay if you say you hate Baker. Yeah. Right. I don't think we should put words in other people's Okay, mouth. let me say this that's again. Strong. Miles Garrett hates Baker Mayfield, wow. and he's going to kick his freaking ass. That's pretty what much. are you going to say about that? That's what I took from the interview, from the yes. piece. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Once wow. again. Baker Baker broke the record. Congratulations. He was honored. Did yeah, you hear this no, week? Most whining about a freaking injury in one year. <laughs> Never heard from anybody else, but his teammates were pissed because he quit on them for that last game because he's a loser. And he's going to find out this Sunday when a prep kick his ass. He is full of beans today, Calm guys. Down. He's Calm full down. of beans. Yeah, he must have Calm a lot down. of <laughs> No, listen. He was listen. Coffee. Listen. Like, he was like, My God. I'm officially concerned for Bull. Listen, Don't be concerned. Listen, yeah, I'm concerned yeah, because don't his be face concerned. more red I am ready to go. I have energy, and let's I, I do let me, this. Let me just clean that up again. Sure. Um, I, I don't think clean it's fair to say yeah. that Miles Garrett it's hates awesome. Baker In my Mayfield. opinion, Miles Garrett hates Baker Mayfield. Well, there's only one better? person that's Nobody qualified. Nobody needs to clean up what I say. There's only one person qualified to say that. Yeah. And he has not said that yet. He has made some strong comments. He didn't even return his text. We're going to get – well, that doesn't mean he hates him. There's a lot of people's texts okay. I don't return. Well, I believe he hates him. Okay, you can, believe that if you, want. Said it. you can believe that if you want, but I just don't want you to get hit with a slander suit. I won't get hit with a slander suit. <laughs> Actually, you could. No, Miles Garrett <laughs> likes me. I know that. So, it's all good. Talk to him. Yeah, I, I don't know Talk where to go. Miles Garrett and I honestly don't know what to do. Wait, I will, Brad. I'll come to the cooler head in a second. First of all. I'm going to sue Baker Mayfield for sabotaging the Browns for the last two years for this crappy play. Says Bengals fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'll be the sub headline. Okay, um, let's tease what's coming up on the show as if we need Jay's to. Jay's bitter because of his um, Baker love. He's no, bitter right listen, now. Listen, he's bitter. I'm not Get bitter over it at all. Get over it. What I'm going to say again is you do have to be careful no. when you're characterizing other people. You do, Bull. I mean, that's a fact. No, you, it's not a fact because I'm not being careful. I will say legally, yeah, I think he's on decent ground. Because he's, he's on decent ground because Miles Garrett well, is a public figure. He, he, no, he, and because he has built up a history of using hyperbole for effect exactly. for his job. Yeah, I know. But and so I think it, you can look back at is, that and say, well, he also said that this guy um, should uh, burn in hell or something it does like it, that. Yeah. It does. I don't want to get into yeah. that. Precedent, I don't want to get into right? that. All right, let's move well, on. There, we'll actually, there actually is precedent for, Gee, keep for guys that keep do have hyperbole, but still, keep it, it doesn't give you a license to just excoriate anybody and anything that you want. There, there are boundaries. We try to observe them as much as we can. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what's coming up on the show. Not that it even needs it after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dequell Jackson is here. We haven't talked to Dequell in a couple of weeks. Two weeks. He's been in Italy. Gallivanting so around It's actually Italy. been three weeks. So he was off for two weeks. So it's been three weeks since we've seen him. It's been three weeks since we've seen him, yeah. I've missed, that guy's so I've missed Captain Jack. He lives like a dream. Jack is in a he, he is the most interesting man he in the world. He is so damn interesting. And I miss him desperately. He's going to be here. Prop bets. I got to tell you, uh, were there 10? Mm-hmm. There were 10. 
it felt like a Super Bowl because mm-hmm. that's how many when you when you do the prop bets on the Super Bowl, how long will the national anthem be? I felt like this was a Super Bowl. And, right. And it feels like a Super Bowl for other reasons, too. It is. Our prop bets are really fun. I can't wait to get to those. We're also we're going to start something today. We're going to do it every Friday, pre-written headlines. Mm. So we're all writing headlines that we believe will be appropriate on Monday morning, mm-hmm. after, after the game, game yep. Sunday. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what we have there. Tyvis Powell is going to join us. Tyvis is beginning his Big Ten Network career today. He is at... The shoe ahead of Arkansas State, Ohio State. He's going to be in their pregame and I believe their postgame shows live from Columbus. We're thrilled for, for Tyvis. He's going to join us from there. He'll give us a Browns prediction. He'll give us a Buckeyes prediction and everything else. But first, mm. we start with the Baker beef. And this was from Mary Kay Cabot yesterday. Wrote a fascinating piece, <clears throat> which really fills in some of the blanks publicly. I think everybody kind of figured out there was definitely something going on between Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield. Miles actually has talked about it. I'm interested to know what the timing was of that interview. Was it recently? Did Mary Kay do it in the summer and held on to it for today? Mary Kay said she sat down with them last week. Okay. I'm, I was interested. I, I think the timing's great for the Browns because yeah. a, as we're getting close to kickoff here, I think everybody, not that the fans have anything to do with it, but it just heightens, heightens everybody's emotion for what this game means. The game was there already hyped up. The yeah, game was already hyped but up. Now, now it's even more. Now that we know there is a personal vendetta going on. Everybody between loves the a good storyline. And like that's that. the storyline. Don't that say there's a personal watching. vendetta. Every, we don't know that factually correct. No, we do know you, that. We don't know it. I, I'll tell we you why don't we know, know that. I'll tell I'm you kidding, why. I'm messing with you. Let's go. I know, Keep it moving. The reason <laughs> we know that is because this is what, and I was kind of surprised that he was this open. This is not who Miles Garrett is. Miles Garrett opened the vault. Yeah. Which I'm glad he did. Here's what he told Mary Kay Cabot. An excellent job by Mary Kay. Great reporting, great writing. He, he got a text from Baker, a goodbye text, essentially, saying, you know, I was like, glad to spend some time with you and everything else. But Miles' response, not to the text, but to Mary Kay's question about it, he said he appreciated the time we got to spend together and getting to know each other and growing together. I really didn't say anything. That, was what, that first part was what Baker said to Miles Garrett. No, this yes, is... Yes, no, no, go back to seven, Mike. Yeah. Go back to seven. Yeah. This is the text that Baker sent Miles. Yes. Right. Okay, now I'm... I'm but and the next He is, paraphrased. I started with what Miles said about that. I think everybody has seen Imagine this. Imagine not answering that. No, he but paraphrased the, the first thing say, you said is what Baker said to Miles in the text. Yes, but it's also what Miles said in his answer to Mary Kay. He quoted the text. He right, said... Right, but you made it seem like that was what Miles was saying to Baker. No, this is what I said. This is what okay. Miles said to Mary Kay. All right. He I'm, did not reply to the tweet. Yeah. This is how he replied to Mary Kay's question, of the text rather, right. about the text. So, so we're clear. Miles said to Mary Kay that Baker said he appreciated the time we got to spend together and getting to know each other and growing together. He said, I really didn't say anything. I didn't really have much to say, and I didn't know how to reply to it, so I didn't. I read the text, but you know, there were some disagreements we had at a base level, and I'm not mad at the guy or feeling any way towards it. That's why I think it's very careful that we don't say he hates him. Because on the record, he says he's not mad at him. He's no, not feeling any way beef. towards this it. This is a super soft beef that we're trying to make into something, obviously. No, I think there's something there, but it's not. Look how polite it's not this is. He hates his guts. Oh, it is. It this, is, but keep look going. Look how polite this is. Yeah, yeah we're going to get yeah. it. <laughs> but I just didn't know how to reply to that, so I didn't, which is fair, by the way. I think in, her, in human interaction, if you don't know yes. how to reply to something, leave it lay. That if says someone's a more, friend, you reply to them. That says yeah. more than a response, right? Yeah. in my view. Yes. Uh, but I still think he's a hell of a competitor, and he's a great guy to have on your side, and I'm rooting for him. I think he has a great Them family. Them fighting words. I, 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 I took particular interest in that. I think he has a great family. Mm. Interesting thing to drop in there. Mm-hmm. But he's the opposition now, and at the end of the day, and this is where I think we can say that there's animus. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he wants to kick his ass. I've got to take him out. I got to take him out. He and that's his job. His I mean, well, I would hope he would say he that. He wants to kick great his ass. Phrase, though, great phrase, yeah. though. But I, I think we know where Bull is on this. Yeah. But I do want to start with you, Brad. Yeah, please. Because <laughs> you are the calm, measured voice in the room in most instances. Now you know why Baker couldn't stay here. Because so they go. hate his guts. Go ahead. So, thank you, Jay, for tossing mm. that to me. First of all, let me just say, this seat sucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's <laughs> <laughs> the only time a seven-footer would complain about looking too short. Can we get short. a better chair already? Can somebody get a better chair for the middle seat? I've never. You look like you're about to do story You might be better off with one of these. It is the most uncomfortable chair I've ever sat in. I will look in the budget and see if we can find a couple dollars to get Bradley. Take some of that Ohio State money for the chair. Question here, right? Kidding. And I know it. <laughs> saucy out here and everybody likes the sauce, right? But as a person who has played, I don't yeah. care about that. Mm -hmm. Right. This, this is going to be settled in the rectangular box. You bet. I'm going to see you in 48 hours. I got to talk to you. I don't even care about your tweets. I don't care about your family. And they don't I'll, have to be friends. I don't care about none of that. Yeah. I'm going to see you here. Matter of fact, I hope you're at the captain's meeting in the middle. Mm -hmm. That's where it really goes down. It's like the boxes where, gee, you know how we square up at the line. Yeah, yeah you size the size you, you up right here. And Baker named the captain yesterday. And you, one I'm, would think they will I'm, meet at and, midfield. And when I'm the walking game. away from you, this is the day. 60 minutes coming your way. You think he'll shake his hand? Oh, yeah, he's going to do that. I think so, too. Yeah, fair, follow, fair follow up, Mayor, though. Is this different from your age, though? I mean, this is how they communicate now. You weren't communicating through text with each other and no, sending each other so, love notes when you were leaving. No, so, is, is it a man to man There's some principles. It's etiquette here. <laughs> it is some, it's like golf etiquette, mm -hmm. Mike. Right? Some things don't change. I don't care what century you're in, right? Golf it's, etiquette it's, sucks, it's, though. Let's it's be mono, honest. It's mono-e-mono, mono, mm -hmm. me against you in this box. You can't run. You can't hide. It's all going to be on the screen because everybody's waiting. We've been waiting for, building up for this for months. Right, right. Are they before, both before thinking months, that way? Because Are this they goes both back to OBJ and all that, all that mm. sauce that's in there. I've been waiting for you. Yeah. Today you don't have on an orange jersey. Mm. I'm waiting for you. Yeah. Right? I've heard that multiple and here, times. And so I would just tell you, we're gonna <gasps> settle this. Either you gonna come out and kick my butt, or I'm that's gonna right. do you. Mm -hmm. And they're both kind of looking at it the same <laughs> way. I don't have to talk about it. So when Miles tell me, I don't really want to get into this, but I'm gonna see you. Yeah. Sixty minutes. You gonna run, and I, I can only. I wish they had the, the, the defensive and offensive line, Mike. I do too for this Mike. game. Oh, man, I'm wondering if Mike. NFL Films will throw mics on these guys, and we'll hear it on Tuesday <laughs> when they unload their sound. Like I've been I'm guessing that if they, if they're up for it, both of them have probably been requested to put on the wireless mic, and I hope you, they wear it. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Von Miller was jacked last night. Yes, he, he was. He was ready to and go. And he had no reason no, to be. He wasn't he was done ready. wrong. Or no, no. He didn't feel like he would have been done but wrong by St. Louis. Because the scores are settled in the box. I don't care if you're in the basketball box or the football box. That's where it's settled at. Yeah. And Von Miller came. He was ready. By the right? way, he looked like a beast He last was night. ready. Right? Oh my God! One point of this: this is some. This can we agree? This is some soft ass smack talk. What kind of smack it's talk? Twenty twenty two smack. What talk. kind of a smack? What kind of smack talk has in the middle of it? Uh, and my best to your family. <laughs> I mean, that's our smack talk. No, that's nice. This is that's terrible. Trying to be a little nice. So you know bad. what? Miles is Miles is that dude though. Yeah. I mean, Miles is definitely not is the trying to make guy. this. Yeah, but Mike, no, it is something because it's clear that Miles Garrett does not like Baker. It's right. pretty obvious. Sure. We already knew that. But now everybody else is finding that out. Right. Like, yeah. he don't like him. He wants but to kick so his ass. The team was pissed for but, a variety but, of reasons. But we're doing a lot of this. We're doing like, so you yeah, mad but, at him? But you mad at him? Yes. Are you going to say why you're mad? Remember that time that happened? How'd you feel about that? Yeah. Like, I feel like we're provoking this entire I don't know. Weeks. Nobody forced him to talk about it. I'm not saying Mary did. I'm saying in general, we yeah. as a public are just yeah. like, we want them to hate I'm each not even moved by it. I don't care. Yeah, I, my, I don't my, care. my reaction to it was already, we knew that Baker was looking at this as the most important game of his life. Right. And we knew that Miles was looking at this as the most important game of his life. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you can ratchet and, it up and, any and, more and, than that. And for two different reasons, right? If the Browns are a team that's on ascension, have these big plans, right? Well, you can't come out the box no. stumbling, right? Right. That's yeah. why I said here. yesterday so that the Browns have more to lose Buffalo here. was a team they talk about could be in a Super Bowl, right? <laughs> yep. Buffalo came to play. So what, the Rams season is over because no, they lost no, their first game? No, but, but if you're setting the tone <coughs> for your team, they, right? They dropped you the state you want, W. You want to come out uh, the box right. I'm giving, I'm giving G. Bush up. is trying to land yeah, on the box. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've given everybody enough runway. Yeah, enough runway. Run He's now air traffic controlling himself into the conversation. Now let me tell you what really went Come on, G. Tell me something. Now. There is a major beef here. People just didn't know it. I remember tweeting about this. Oh, a couple of years ago, maybe two. I tweeted. I said, yo, y'all remember that time? Miles um, Garrett threw that helmet and Baker Mayfield was talking out of turn on the field right yeah, before he, it was just at that point. 
Yeah. I tweeted that and I tweeted what he said and I actually put the video up there. I okay. stole that video, put it up there and I <laughs> stole it. I got our video, Shut put it up there. Allegedly, Shuts down Alleged, the allegedly, someone else allegedly. may have done that. Allegedly, <laughs> somebody <laughs> sent me that. <laughs> then I put that up and 99. I would say 75% of the Browns fans hit me with the with the garbage <laughs> quote, garbage. the terrible quote. What do you disagree with? You're better than that. Garbage. You're better than that, G. I'm disappointed in you. Someone could have got hurt. He's doing a white guy voice to see. Someone could have got hurt there. <laughs> I don't think there's any of a question. By the way, nobody that. cared about people getting hurt when Aaron Donald. Nobody, including me. I said, yeah. you guys got listen, the Browns fans be having fake outrage against themselves because we want to be validated. Because we want to be in the club. You're right. Oh, mm -hmm. we'll on our, we'll turn on our own guys, and as soon as somebody else do it, guess what? Mason Rudolph didn't get no suspension, nothing. Now, when she talked about that, people went crazy. I did it in real time. Now we come back two years later, okay. we find out Sheldon Richardson and another group of veterans pull him aside before he can even get in there and say, look. What'd they say? When, when, when you your brother or something go down in the street, you get your you get your brother's back. Get behind and him. Then, and then you worry about what you was fighting for. Get you behind yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If something go that down. That was like minutes after it if, happened, If too. something go down and yeah. either one of y'all is out there getting jumped, I ain't about to stay out there and let you get jumped. Mm -mm. I'm going to be in it, and then I'll ask you even later. You don't agree. Even if I don't agree. Yeah, you got you to right. have your teammates back. And, yep. and so when he said that, you got to think what happened to Miles Garrett. Not only he got what nobody wants. He got the indefinite suspension. Yeah, yeah. They gave him the six games. Then he had to reinstate. Right. Then he had to go in front of the, the, the Roger Goodell and act like he was rehabilitated yeah, yeah. and act like mm -hmm. he was some sort of yeah. thug. Had to pretend to regret. Hitting regret. I regret it. <laughs> and then he and then he came out and said, "You know what he called me, right?" And then everybody kind of back. Oh, let me back up on that. I didn't really. I don't want to touch that down. Now, if if that was me. And I told now and we know Miles Garrett, has he ever lied? I don't know him to be no liar. I know him to play with dinosaurs and D&D Dungeons and Dragons. Right, right. So pretty stand up guy. Pretty stand up dude. So when he did that, the relationship was over. Mm. There was no coming back from That's that. That's right. I will give you this G. That is right. Because when you're in, when you're in pro in any sports, I don't care what level you're in, some go down. You don't be jumping on the other dude's side, right? No. I don't no. care if you even it's, agree with especially it. Especially on the national broadcast. The game is, is still the game is ten seconds old. And, and by the way, and that wasn't the first time he spoke out a lot about a teammate. He did the same thing with Duke Johnson. Yep. We just all backed yeah. him up because yeah. Duke was in the pros they were. Yo, hang, on a contract they issue. They will hang yes. and, and that yeah, was something no, that I, I, I know a lot of rookies have to learn hard lessons, but one of the first lessons that every professional has to know is you better keep everybody's contract situation out of your mouth. That's right. Yeah, you never go there. And That's he right. did that before he ever played a game for the Browns. Mikey McNuggets and once everybody talked about my contract out of line. Not to the public. He was not he to did. the public. It would be tasty, though, if you guys knew how much ball made oh. almost as tasty as the built bar. I had this morning. There we go. I'm, I'm not ready to this conversation. <laughs> I'm telling you, I had the chocolate bring peanut back. butter one today. I switched it up from the cookie dough chunk puffs. Just as delicious. The oh. same nutritional value. 15 grams of protein. How only do they fit a lot of protein calories? And if you want they 15 cram it in with a protein off, injector, yep. locked on 15s, your 50% off promo code at built.com. What brand? What, what, what flavor? I did the chocolate peanut butter, not the oh, cookie dough. You chunk stay on the chocolate. That's morning. interesting. It was delicious. And next thing that's delicious we're talking about is the fantasy tips that Dave Richard is going to give to us. Yeah. Before you guys ask a question, I have a question for Dave. Okay. Dave, I started Cam Akers last night. What the hell? <laughs> Whoa, Travion Henderson. The first mistake you made was not listening to me and telling and drafting Cam Akers in the first place. Unless you got him in like round six or round seven. Did you get him in I round six? I got him six? late, very late, Did, yeah. Okay, then I can't blame you for doing that, but you, you had to start him with some trepidation. I don't think anybody expected just three carries. He looked yeah, was horrible, exactly man. as bad as he looked in the playoffs in January. <laughs> Uh, you should be very thought he was. Yes. Dave I, Dave, I know we don't ask you about IDPs very often, and I don't know how much IDP analyzing you do. Uh, for those who don't know what that very means, little. individual defensive player. How many sacks you got for Miles Garrett on Baker Mayfield this weekend, Dave? How many sacks? You, you got, say five, you're you on the show him, forever. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's going to be like two. <laughs> two sacks. I think, you, I think he'll get to him twice. Thank you, Dave. I'll, I'll take right. the over on that. All right. I'll take the over. No, no, no. <laughs> Now, uh, Dave, there's a question uh, about certain receivers. You know, I, I see guys like Chase Claybull, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson has the shoulder. 
Um, what do you yep. think their upside is with Mr. Trubisky? And is that a, a couple of receivers you would kind of shy away from? No, I, I think if Deontay Johnson plays, fantasy managers are going to start him. I, I thought Trubisky looked pretty good in the preseason. So if he can carry that over into the regular season, uh, I don't think he'll be a problem. And I think we're going to see a different style from the Pittsburgh Steelers offensively. And I think they might be more inclined to throw because of what we saw from Trubisky in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And I, from all accounts, he had a pretty good camp, too. It took Kenny Pickett a little while to get on the same page as the rest of the offense. Uh, he's probably a good step, step and a half behind Mitchell Trubisky from actually playing. And you know that the biggest issue in Pittsburgh is their offensive line anyway. And you saw last night how important an offensive line is Ooh. to a passing game. If the offensive line is a problem in Pittsburgh, why would they put their rookie behind that line? So I think they're going to wait until that offensive line starts to gel a little bit, if it gels a little bit. And when that happens, if Trubisky is uneven, that's when you'll see Kenny Pickett play. But until then, you're going to see Trubisky. I think you start Deontay Johnson as a number two receiver if he goes. And I think Claypool is an interesting sleeper this week, both in DFS and in seasonal play. That slot matchup is going to be very juicy for him. Dave Allen Robinson, uh, we've blamed all the bad quarterbacks he's played with for the last bunch of years. Last night, only two targets, one catch, and the second car- target was right at the end of the game. Uh, yep. Concern or blip on the radar? I think it's concern, and I'll tell you, before I came on with you guys, I spent a good 30 minutes watching the film. I got through about two and a half quarters, and the only way that Allen Robinson gets open is against zone coverage, either when he's crossing the field or he's running a short out route. Even at times when he was covered by Dane Jackson, and you guys might say, who's Dane Jackson? He's a pretty good corner for Buffalo. He could not get open. The other problem is that a lot of the routes that he ran, Bull, were downfield. They were like 15-yard routes, and it felt like it took a week and a half for him to finally finish the route and get open. And by the time he did it, Stafford was on to somebody else in his reads. Stafford also was under siege. That was a problem. So I think fantasy managers are going to have to take a big step back in terms of expectations for Allen Robinson after all. And this is one of the problems we have when a team doesn't play their guys in the preseason. And when every single report out of training camp is, oh, Allen Robinson looks great. And Allen Robinson gets along well with the quarterback. And, And all these positive about Robinson, well, we just saw him play in his first competitive game this year, and he looked like he's about 35 years old. It it's frustrating. I don't think you're going to get anything for trade, so you might as well just hold on to him and hope that he has a better game and maybe a couple more end zone targets against the Falcons next week. Dave, due to an unfortunate scheduling conflict, I had to auto-draft one of my, uh, in one of my <laughs> leagues, and Yahoo chose Trey Lance for me in the fifth oh. round. Uh, I'm thinking about suing the company. Uh, anyways can you just can you make me feel better about don't even think about where i drafted him can you make me feel better about him as a quarterback statistically this year or am i can i just write that league off uh don't write the league off because i think trey lance is going to show you who he is right now in the first two games these are favorable matchups for him against chicago and seattle and I, i would say that he's he's got the potential to get you like 23 fantasy points in a six point per passing touchdown league i think bull would tell you that that's solid Uh, The first two weeks of the season, I think he's got a shot at that. Now, if he really dominates in those first two games, then I like his chances to actually step up and keep it going when the matchups get tougher. And there's a lot of tougher matchups coming his way. Denver in week three, the Rams in week four. I I think you start him this week, but make sure you find another quarterback to put on your bench Mm -hmm. for when, not if, Trey Lance starts to struggle a little bit. Who's that that nobody has right now, or is nobody's? Everyone's looking past. It's still available. Matt Ryan, maybe. I, I think you you might be able to find Trevor Lawrence. He might mm-hmm. have gone undrafted. Justin Fields is another one. Uh, we might see Tua Tagovailoa actually put up some good numbers this year. Uh, those would be the first three that I would look for. Thanks. Yeah, there's a there's a guy um, in Miami. Uh, and it's not Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. What the heck? Oh yeah. Are they gonna get with Tua? You get, he's getting some touches taken away from him with, with Tyreek Hill. What's the upside for Jalen Waddle? I think we're gonna see a lot of targets funneled to Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Not in that order. Tyreek's gonna get more, but Waddle was great last year as a short area target for Tua. I'll say that ten times fast. Yeah. I, I think as long as he's on the field and he's close to 100%. We know he's got this this injury bothering him. I, I think he's going to find ways to make plays after the catch. That's the whole basis of what the offense in Miami is supposed to be. And defenses are going to be forced to key in on Tyreek Hill or play a lot of heavy zone. That means that there's going to be a lot of short and intermediate throws 
you know, th those throws were available for Allen Robinson, but it took him a while to get open. It will not take a while for Jalen Waddle to get open, provided that he's healthy. We'll get an idea of that on Sunday. Uh, I think he's got five catch potential as a floor. I don't know if potential is the right word to use there, but five catches as a floor for him week in, week out. He might get as many as 10. So in a PPR league, he's a surefire starter uh, with, with great upside because of what he can do after the catch. Dave, how long Dave, have you been doing this, the fantasy gig? Oh, long time. Oh, Jay. Uh, two, I've been playing since 97. Wow. And been writing about it since 03. Have you, what's the earliest you've ever seen someone draft a kicker? <laughs> uh, I've seen somebody take a kicker in round two. Hold on. I am I am protecting I am protecting the name of the person who did it. Uh it is a former NFL player wow. who took his teammate in round two. Might have been his We just gotta look for the lowest Jay, well. score. So so Dave, so Dave, I took I took Justin Fields as, as my quarterback maybe fifth okay. round. Tell me what I think. No, you took a kicker in the fifth round. I can't read. <laughs> Stay on my locker, right? Stay on my locker over here, right? Do that. Right? Follow your own rules here. It's about to turn into a Miles Garrett Baker situation. Dave, why you don't like my boy Justin Fields? Uh, I like him. I don't love him. Uh, the reason why I don't love him is because his receiving core leaves a lot to be desired. I think Darnell Mooney's going to get a lot of targets. He's an explosive receiver. Cole Komet is not an explosive tight end, but he's a good short area guy. They're definitely going to draw up some plays for him. And Justin Fields is going to run a lot. And that's one of the ways that you make some hay in fantasy football. Again, citing an example from the Thursday night game, Josh Allen had a lot of yards rushing. When you've got a quarterback that can put up good numbers as a passer, but still give you 50-plus rushing yards, that's what makes a great fantasy quarterback. Remember, the name of the game is stats. You want to get players who can get as many stats as possible, and Justin Fields should get a lot of stats, not only on design runs, but, man, that offensive line in Chicago, it's a mess. And when it flushes Fields out of the pocket, he's going to take off, and he's fast, and he doesn't mind picking up chunks of yardage at a time if it means keeping the ball and, and not turning it over and, Maybe getting some points on the board. From the By players. the way, Dave and I have been talking fantasy football for years. He's been on my radio show in the past. Dave and I did a radio show. Remember that, Dave? It was a while ago. Oh, we of did course. It was, it was so much fun. Do you remember when our last segment, we tried to answer as many questions yes. as possible? Yes. And we got to over 100 questions? Yes, I do remember that. Dave and I hosted a fantasy football show together on CBS Sports Radio. It was the fastest two hours of radio. It felt like it went by in two I seconds. I remember that. And in the last segment, we would, as Dave said, we would see how many questions we can answer from fans on Twitter. Yeah, cool. Whatever. We broke a record for over 100. But last thing. Well, two, la two last things for me, and then that's it. Rashad Penny, your thoughts on him, especially with Walker out for this game. Uh, but who knows about game script because they're playing Denver and they might get blown out. And the second thing to wrap it up, if you ha deep, deep league, you had to grab either Donovan Peoples-Jones or David Bell for this year. Who are you taking? Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> I think I would take I, I would take Peoples-Jones on the off chance that he gets more targets than we expect. And then if he doesn't, pivot right to David Bell right after that. As for Rashad Penny, I think he gets a lot of work. I think Seattle actually finds a way to keep it close against Denver. Who knows Russell Wilson better than Pete Carroll and the staff in Seattle? They've worked with him for so many years. I think they know how to irritate him, and they're going to try and keep the ball out of his hands. And Penny was great last year. Remember, in his starts when he was running, we're talking about seven yards per carry, especially in games when he wasn't running against a great defense like the Rams. It was the only time he struggled last season. And I think this Denver defense will be good. But against the run, I think they're going to have some aches and pains. So, Penny, for me, solid number two fantasy running back this week. Let's go uh, to Mike McNuggets. McNuggets. Some questions. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Dave, since we started, we've got a couple questions from the Internet. They want to ask you, Stardom Cinnamon, whenever we ask the Internet, their questions are brought to us by PCC Airfoils. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and signing bonuses. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So the first one comes from Kevin Murphy. Murphy, Kareem Hunt or Chase Edmonds? Start him or sit him. Who would you take? Edmonds is who I like better, even in non-PPR. Number two from Steven Lutz in a flex position. Russell Gage or Adam Thielen? Thielen, even if Chris Godwin doesn't play. And so last definitive. but not least. I like that. 
Terry McLaurin, the Buckeye, or DJ Moore, the Panthers' number one mm. receiver mm. going up against the Browns? I know you guys aren't going to like hearing this, but I think DJ Moore gets somewhere between 10 and 15 targets and is a real pain in the butt against the uh, against the Browns secondary. Um, I would start DJ Moore. I th- I've got Moore as a top 10 wide receiver this week. Dave, we don't like that. I think Denzel Ward's going to kick his ass. Yeah, on that note, thanks, Dave. (laughs) We'll see you next Friday. We hope hope you're wrong on that last tidbit. He's usually right. We'll find out. Hey, good luck in your leagues this week, guys. All right. Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy. I know Dequell's on and we're ready to bring him in. Um, We really don't have anywhere in the show where we talked about last night's game and what our thoughts were. I think we we can do that with we Dequell as we bring him in because yeah, I think it's up. worth at least. I mean, it was yes, it was somewhat of a surprise. Yeah, I sure. think the outcome without four turnovers, it's probably a five touchdown victory. Right, mm-hmm. and they were fluky turnovers. It's not like they were Bill's mistake. Interesting game. Dequell Jackson, the most interesting man in the world, Captain Jack. Welcome back to the program. We missed you. It's been three weeks since you've been there. He is. There he is. I thought he was going to be on a gondola. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. What's up, fellas? How you doing? How, how was Italy? Oh, it was amazing. I ate like crazy. I drank a lot of great wine. One thing about the trip, we had a lot of great. I didn't have a bad meal there for two weeks. I didn't have a bad meal. It was absolutely great. We were on boats for half the time. We were partying the other time. And uh, just just a great time. Great time. We we actually slept like 10 hours a night, which was crazy. Wow. But yeah, that, that's Look us. That. Look and at Sardinia beautiful. just having fun. We, we were two kids just, you know, having fun, just the that's two of awesome. us without any distractions from the little one. So nice. uh, it was a, a, a well, well needed uh, vacation. He is the oh, most interesting man. Yeah, well needed. His his last vacation was a whole four weeks before that. Yeah. So imagine the exhaustion. Can I add one thing here real quick? Go ahead, Mikey. So, Dequell, we have uh, Director Steve's out this week, so we got Director Mike in. And I'm like, all right, Dequell's okay. ready. He goes, Dequell's not there. He didn't understand oh, the chair turn. He didn't get the bit. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. Uh, the chair turn, baby. Welcome to the show. The audio wasn't ready. Well, we know Mike's Mike, not watching the show. Director Mike needs to watch every single episode. Speaking of Steve, uh, we got to come up with a collection pot for him for Christmas to get him an iPhone. Because I tried to send him a video oh, the other I day, know. and it would not go through. It's <laughs> different Steve to quell. Yeah, that's, that's our that's our coordinator. I producer. think that Steve does not have an iPhone okay. either. No. Oh, yeah, I, both, I don't think Brad does either. You don't have an iPhone. He has a flip phone on his belt. Oh, Brad has an iPhone. <laughs> Who else? No, Mike doesn't okay. have an iPhone. It's Mike, not yeah, Brad. I don't have an iPhone. Mike, Mike uses a Blackberry. He's the last oh, one in America. The Blackberry? Wow. Yeah, he's still he's still rocking the Blackberry. You don't have to react like that to Cole Jackson. The worst part is when you get the green, right? You get the green. I hate the green. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, before we get into the Browns, yeah. and there's so much to get there to, we really don't have yeah. a spot in the show to talk about what happened last night. Uh, what was yeah. your takeaway? Well, uh, the, I only watched the first half, to be honest with you. I'm okay. still kind of jet lagged right now, so I was actually in bed by 9 o'clock. Wow. But wow. I did see the highlights of it. And I, I definitely saw the bad, the the, the horrible throw from uh, Stafford. Uh, Stafford. Jesus Christ, Ma- Matthew Stafford <laughs> went on an out route, a classic out route. He threw it right to the defender, and that's probably where I probably fell asleep uh, at that point. But I saw the highlights this morning, and wow, Buffalo came out ready to play. I mean, everyone thought every, there's a lot of people that have Buffalo on their list to play in the Super Bowl, and they came out and showed it. I saw the highlight of uh, Stefan Diggs at the end against a great corner who was sleeping. He was in cover yeah. three coverage. He has the deep. He has to be deeper than the deepest, and just lack of concentration, lack of focus. Something that you would expect from other guys, not just star guys. And I think in the end, the Rams, their stars didn't play because they're so top heavy. They they invested heavily into uh, guys in star roles and. You know, the first game, you don't, everyone's not clicking on all cylinders, but none of their stars played at a star level and starting their role. And the Buffalo Bills came out with a purpose. They came out and set a set a tone. And I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even close from the, the game I saw. To be Something I thought I'd never see Dequell was a guy catching a touchdown on Ramsey who actually yeah. tripped and fell. And he still caught right. the touchdown. But that's how much separation he had. And you're right. Mm-hmm. But based on the way Jalen Ramsey looked, at times last year, late in the season, yeah. and what we saw last night, I think it's fair to start at least asking the question, has he lost his fastball a little bit? And I know it might not yeah. be physical, it might be up here, but 
He was in the wrong place at the wrong time, too many times. Yeah, and this and for a cornerback cover three, that's what you want. You yeah. have a third of the field, and you have to. There was no other route, you know, uh, that would take his eyes away from his responsibility. It looked like he was, was peeking just, into something in the middle of the field, sure, but that's not even his area, is it? Yeah, you have to. He's a vet. You have to do your job first, and then do you know, and then see where Support. your eyes and the quarterbacks take you. But mm. and 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 not only that, you have Stephon Diggs. Right. Stephon Diggs. This wasn't a, a you know, this wasn't a regular guy. This is Stephon Diggs, one of the top receivers in the league, and you take your eyes off of. Him. Yeah. I know he has an elite uh, athletic ability, but no one's that good. You know, good on good. If you're if if you don't have the right mechanics, the right. Um, you know, discipline, that's what's going to happen. And unfortunately, the Rams came up short. And obviously, one game doesn't dictate their season. Uh, I'm sure those guys will play better next week against Atlanta. But last, last night just wasn't a good outing by the, by the defending uh, uh, Super Bowl champions. Not well, not let's get all. into the Browns here. I, I, I'm sure you probably didn't see Mary Kay's article this morning with some quotes from Miles Garrett. Where oh, I've read them. Oh, you did read it. Okay. Yeah, so I, yes. G and I have been saying for a while, Miles Garrett don't like Baker Mayfield. Uh, mm-hmm. they, were, he, they were pissed. They were pissed when he spoke out of turn about Miles Garrett hitting uh, Mason Rudolph with the helmet. They didn't, the team didn't like that he quit on them. They felt like he quit on them in the final game of last year. Uh, I, I think there's clearly bad blood here, and that just boils this up even more. Does the off the field stuff? Does the Baker talking last week in the T-shirt? Does Miles comments? Does this stuff matter in the locker room or no? I mean, they're going to tell us it doesn't matter. But for a guy like Miles Garrett, when the Mason Rudolph incident happened and when your star quarterback goes on national television and basically takes the side of the opponent, I still have a problem with that. And Miles Garrett should have a problem with it. And I read the uh, the article of when <gasps> – when uh, Baker Mayfield was traded, he reached out to Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett didn't know what to say. Obviously, that 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 rift, that beef, whether we can you know blow it up or not, there's something there. And Miles Garrett, I, I don't blame him. I'm like that. That's cardinal rule number one: you don't do in the locker room, whether you know all the facts or not. Right. If you're asked about an incident that clearly isn't who Miles Garrett is. It, it took some explosive language as he, you know, using his words for him to react that way. You don't automatically side with the other team. You say, you know what? I'll wait until I get all the facts, but he's my guy. I know the character of my teammate. And right now I have nothing more to say about it. Right. But instead he took the other route. He took the other route. And as a player in the locker room, listen, whether you're right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm on your side until I know the facts, but I'm not going to publicly go and condemn you about something that you don't have all the facts about it. I think from that moment right. on, Miles Garrett was like, you know what? You're not helping us win. You're not the reason why you're helping us win. We have a championship roster, and you're the reason that this team is being held back. So this weekend, oh, Jadavion Clowney, all the D-line. I know those guys are putting hat in the pot. Who's the, the first box, one to baby. touch the Mayfield? In the box. Because it's going to be a party. It's going to be a party behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> because playing, playing a guy like him, who had this T-shirt, you know, finally off the leash. What leash? What leash? <laughs> well, who the Cleveland Browns were hampered by your play. <laughs> if you could do more from a quarterback position, you had uh, uh, Jarvis Landry. You had a tight end, arguably. They went and paid that the organization thinks you were probably the reason he didn't reach his potential. And then you had Odell Beckham Jr. And you had a two-headed monster in the back. You had everything you possibly could have and want as a quarterback to get the job done and you didn't instead yeah, they traded you away for a guy who was under all type of scrutiny and and criminal criminal proceedings they went out and invested in him as opposed to keeping you and trading but they decided to trade you away so all this extra stuff off the field man those guys in the locker room they cannot wait until wait. that whistle blows the touch a piece of his jersey because it's going to be a party behind that well, locker tell, tell them about this that. tell them about what is the captain's being at the at midfield and, oh, and, oh tell him about that, Dequil. How that happens? Listen, yes, listen. He <laughs> listen. If 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 I'm on the Browns, that that's a moment where you know what Th- this whole friend stuff, oh, this whole over. beef, all that it, it's over with. I don't care. I don't care anything about you right now. I'm I'm providing for my family. I'm providing for myself. I'm trying to make sure you realize. I'm gonna make you realize you were the reason why we didn't get over the hump. 
And at the cap, oh, oh my oh. gosh. Like, I've been thrown out. Hey, hey, Brad, I'll tell you a true story. In college, this is how serious the captain's meeting at, at, um, at midfield is. I got thrown out by a guy named Ron <laughs> Cherry because I was talking so much smack to the other guy who I know, who I didn't like. They kicked me out. We get serious up there. You just don't, you just don't like hear a lot about of a face-off it. circle in hockey. Yeah, they kicked. They, the guy kicked me. He's like, "Actually, you got to get the heck out of here. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go." And he kicked me out of the midfield at the coin toss. So, mm. uh, but uh, it, it's serious. Yeah. It, how, serious. how is Sunday's game decided? What, uh, what what wins this game for either team? Oh, deep, for me, the Cle- turnovers, and I feel like the Cleveland Browns defense is going to come to play. Because even, you know, for beginning of the season, we look at the Rams, right? We watched them, how they were kind of inept. They didn't really use all their weapons. They they had brought up Allen Robertson was a guy that you thought would, would make an immediate impact. Offenses aren't clicking on all cylinders right away. So if you have a defense that's familiar with each other, that is one more year in the scheme, they're communicating more. The only blatant hole they have is at the D tackle position, which you can overcome when you have a Jadavion Clowney, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, and your 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 slew of uh, defensive backs. So, I think it comes down to defense. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game, yet I do think it's going to be a dominant performance by the Cleveland Browns defense because they know Baker Mayfield, they know his tendencies. You better believe those guys in the defensive back room they under they know what his weaknesses are. And Baker Mayfield likes to think he's a better athlete than he really is. And Miles Garrett and those guys, they understand that. So they're going to need interior penetration. So Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney can use that athletic ability to run him down and have a party on Baker Mayfield. And, and Garrett gets a rookie, Dickwell. What's that? And Garrett gets a rookie lining up against him. Even better. And they have a revamped offensive line the uh, Carolina Panthers. So this isn't a sure thing from the Carolina Panthers standpoint and all the noise Baker's been making about his former team. Guys are listening. They're paying attention to it. They may not tell us when the microphone's in their face, but you better believe it's already, you're already juiced up for the first game of the season because you want to get off to a good start. This only adds more fuel to the fire and Baker Mayfield. I hate to say it. He is not going to, he's talking more again. He's talking more than his plan his, his production will be. And he's basically putting his foot in his mouth once again. And I don't see him coming out having a, a, a great game and, 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 and making us scratch our head. Oh, well, was it uh, – did we make the right decision to get rid of him? No, no, no. I don't but think he's off the leash, you guys. He's off the leash. he's off the leash. That leash oh, we had him on God, when hey. we let him play with a broken shoulder all season <laughs> last year. In the comments, <laughs> and then the comments about him going to F up the Browns. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Are you serious? Hey, man, Are you I, kidding me? I got a T-shirt that said we dropped the anchor. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, this, I'm going to ask you, this is a very important question. After the game, does Baker Mayfield give Kevin Stefanski the Hugh Jackson? Psych. <laughs> it, mm. will, he shake, will he shake Kevin Stefanski's hand? I guarantee it's, it's, it's going to be a hit. No chance if he loses. Right, if he wins. Right, I was just going to say, if he wins, if Baker, if for some godly reason the Carolina Panthers <laughs> wins, and Baker Mayfield's going to try to shake everyone's hand, everyone. But that if they lose, and it's, a, and it's a dominant performance by the Browns, uh, the Browns defense, and he has a horrible game, I see his immaturity yeah. rising to the surface again and mm-hmm. him having a small handshake and running the heck out the out of the stadium and not, you know, wanting to, you know, revisit with old friends and what have you. I think it all is predicated on whether he wins or loses. I don't see his maturity level, you know, shaking Stefanski's hand and and yeah. and definitely not uh Miles Garrett or any of those guys on the defense if he plays poorly. But it all it's all predicated on whether or not he wins the game or not. Dequan, I, I, just saw, don't. I, I saw yesterday that Christian McCaffrey had to miss practice on Wednesday with a shin injury. Uh, I mean, here he is. Their <laughs> hopes rest on Christian McCaffrey. No doubt. What do you see them getting out of him? I know it's impossible to predict injury, but it isn't unfair to ask if this guy can stay healthy after what we've seen the last two seasons. Yeah, well, I mean, he's MVP caliber, without a doubt, when he's healthy. You put the ball in his hands, similar to the situation Baker Mayfield just left from. So he's right back in a situation where – McCaffrey is the guy. If he's ready to go, if he's healthy enough to put on that helmet, strap up, lace up, 
the ball's going to be in his hand because they paid this guy a lot of money and he hasn't really been on the field the last few years. He's, he's, the injury bug is is really, you know, it's on him right now. So he needs to shake it. So they're going to do whatever they can while he's healthy, healthy to maximize his touches and get him the ball. And again, if he's not available, Baker Mayfield. Oh, it's going to be a long Sunday if he can't. He'll play. Just to clarify, he didn't miss practice. He 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 was held out. That's what I read. I was ready. He was held out. He was a full participant yesterday. Wednesday, I read he was he held out. No, no, no. He didn't miss practice. I I got yesterday that said he was he was a holdout on Wednesday. Was expected to be a full participant yesterday. No, he wasn't even on the injury report Wednesday. Yeah, I've got I've got an email that he was on an injury report. I can send it to you. But but to well, it's supposed to rain on Sunday, yeah. so that could That's change it. some things as well. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will change some things. No doubt. Imagine but, being such a delicate player that we're like, it might rain and he might get injured. Hey, if you're Panthers fans, I know you're looking at the, he's he's your season. He's yeah. missed a he's lot a of team. time the last two years. Duquel, right. I want to get right. to the linebackers, your specialty here, because I don't know. Do you have any relationship with with JOK or any of the linebackers on the Browns? Have you talked with them at all or? Just briefly when I yeah. was there in the offseason, just just briefly, but nothing more than that. Obviously, he's like a, you know, JOK is such like a new breed of linebacker, right? He's like, mm-hmm. he doesn't really look like a linebacker, I guess. He's kind of small, but yeah. he is an immense talent. Like, I, I think he's going to make a huge year two jump. I thought he was good as a rookie, but I think he's in line to make a huge year two jump. Am I out of line or do you think that's like? Yeah, that? no, no, you're, you're, you're spot on. I think this is when you, you start to see him sink into his role of, having one role that he can he can star in and that's yeah. playing the linebacker position obviously in college he played multiple positions they moved him around and so the first year you know you're a deer in the headlights you don't know what the hell is going on right but this year i'm sure with his athletic ability you're going to see him make some plays if if i'm if i'm the defensive coordinator you know i'm i'm you know the guy is so versatile I want to see him play behind the line. I want to see him blitz more. I want to see just what yes. he can do because we all know he can run sideline to sideline. But he's definitely a guy alongside Anthony Walker. If he's lit, if he listens to Anthony Walker, he can get the brains from him and apply his physical ability and to, to actually be able to take over games. But so I'm definitely looking forward to him seeing what his jump looks like, seeing how he responds, just how he gets off blocks. Because you're right, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He looks like a DB. But yeah. he's tough enough. He's proven he's tough enough to play inside of the trenches. And he can also listen. When I play, I didn't want to. If I didn't have to touch those guys, I avoided them the best way I could because my job was to get the guy with the ball. So if he can understand how to manipulate, his, you know, how to manipulate the bigger guys in front of him with his athletic ability. I think you're going to see him take massive jumps this year. And he's and listen. If that happens, this. This defense already, in my opinion, is a top five defense. Arguably, could be the best defense if they can stay healthy. Right, if a sure. guy like a guy like JOK can stay healthy and take that next step, uh, this could be a dangerous, dangerous team. Even without Deshaun Watson, while, while while he's out, even where they've been hit by injury in the past, which has been the the corners, the just the defensive backfield, you're almost to the point now with with Emerson coming in. And Delpit's going to give you something, and Greedy mm-hmm. is 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 a guy that's going to give you something. I feel comfortable now, even with the risk of injury, that they've got the depth to fill in those holes where the last couple of years they really didn't, and it showed. Right. This year, I think right. they're really solid on the back, on the front ends up front. If you're looking at this Browns defense, and you're on the other side, where are you poking holes? How are you going to attack the Browns defense? It's scary. I think you got to use what, how, you know, kind of how the Buffalo Bills attack, you know, Aaron Donald and those guys. Really quick throws, getting the ball out of your hand, you know, not really letting those pass rushers, Davion Clowney and Miles Garrett, pin their ears back and, and try to stay on track and not get in those third and longs, those second and longs. When that happens, that's when you, you know, the, the, the play call sheet for your defensive coordinator becomes very easily. So if I'm attacking those guys, I'm going to try to hit those guys with some sort of hurry up defense so those guys don't have time to look at my formation, look at motions, and try to keep them off balance. I think you'll probably see a little bit of that from the Carolina Panthers because they know what they're up against. They're up against a really good defense that are prob- that's probably far along than the Carolina Panthers offense. So how do you do that? How do you attack, you know, you know, you, know, you want to attack them left-handed where you want to keep them off track where it's a no hurry, 
you know, really quick throws, get those guys tired. So they're, they're constantly running on and off the field and see how you can move the ball that way. And hopefully you get, you know, you get what you want from a, from a, you know, point standpoint, but there is no really blaring holes in this defense. And you're right. Listen, I, I love the fact that they have a slew of defensive backs because it creates competitive energy. Because if one guy gets injured, the next guy is looking at this is my opportunity to be the guy. And you talk about Emerson. I thought he was a great addition uh, this year. He's a big, tall uh, corner that clearly can compete. So this is a backfield. Again, if our defensive backfield, if they can stay healthy, they can be they can be really, really good down the stretch when when this team this this team needs them the most. Dequell, um, are we going to see Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb actually featured like their their superstars or featured like they're t- the top of the food chain at their position? You know, it's just frustrating to know. I get it. If if you're gonna tell me, hey, look, man, we not we can't go out to eat right now. We ain't got it. But if you're gonna at least take me to McDonald's, I need at least six, seven double cheeseburgers and some fries and milkshake. If you ain't got your receivers, if you ain't got your receivers, at least get me full of what you got. Give me, give me the running game. Are we gonna see them? Man, you you would hope so. With again, you know, offenses. I'll say this again: like offenses aren't where they need to be right now. And as a play caller, you got to lean on the guys that that are stars. And that's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And I know it's been rumors about him not wanting to be there because he has to. You know, now it's it's creeping up. Now it's about money. I want to get paid. I want to be featured. I want to be the guy. You know, now you have to deal with those type of things. And early on, again, take the pressure off of Jacoby Brissett. You know, lean on those guys, and if Stefanski has a package where both of those guys are on the field, it'll be about damn time. You know, this is the time to do it. This <laughs> yeah. is the time to do it and feature these guys and see who you have. Why not, if, if, you, if you're thinking about getting rid of Kareem Hunt at some point, see what, his, see what he can do. See what he can do. You know what Nick Chubb, you know what Nick Chubb is. He's a, a constant, consummate pro. You know what you're going to get with him. Let's use this guy, especially while – you know, your your face of the franchise essentially and Deshaun Watson isn't around to take pressure off Jacoby Brissett. I think it's very easy. I wouldn't overthink it. And I think this year or this game, maybe we see two back sets where both of those guys are on the field. Oh, I mean, it's the obvious thing to do, right? Well, the quote, I, mean, the quote, I want to see Kansas City Kareem. The quote, right? You make a good point here <laughs> right. because we, we have weapons here. And my one of my fears here is that we are sometimes try to prove we're the smartest people in the room. Don't have mm-hmm. to be. Just use what you got, right? Yeah. And here, you got Jacoby Brissett here that you want to bring along slowly. You have other horses. Mm-hmm. It's time to deploy your horses now, right? So I'm right. looking forward on Sunday to see if we are not trying to outthink everybody and sometimes right. just smashing them out. Well, Ohio State got in trouble last weekend with Notre Dame. They fooled around and got it became yep. Air Ohio State, which yeah. is not that's that's not and who Ryan's you are. Done that, that a lot. That's not who you are. No, I see you run this ball and that frees up the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. I know the other thing is sexy, but the one is bread and butter. So when you got Hunt and, and Chubb in the background, the head, use that puppy. Yeah. You know the question. Yeah, I tell you what, it is it's going to be even though we say it's not rocket science, it's really very simple. Coaches have big egos. And they want to see what they can do and what they can get away with, what things look like. You know, if we open, you know, we come out in a five, five wide set, no running back on the field. We want to open things up. We want things. They want things to look pretty. No, let's go win the damn game. Right. Yeah. Right, How yeah. about that? Let's go win yeah. the damn game and rely on the guys you invested in to win games like this. It's very simple in my opinion. Uh, Dequell, we were talk. We talked about the last couple of days about you know taking the ball or the coin toss. These days, normally teams want to play defense in the first half, get the ball in the second half. Jay suggested the other day he's a little worried about Baker driving down the field, so he wants to see the offense get on the field first. You have a preference if the Browns win the toss? If I'm Kevin Stefanski, knowing what everything that we talked about, if we win the toss. Yeah. We want to defer. We want Baker Mayfield on the field first. We want to put the pressure on him. We want our defense, the 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 the, side, the unit that's going to carry us right now. We want. To, I'm I'm feeding that to him all week. When I was in Indy, and when I was another play, and even when I was with Ray Horton here at the, with the Browns, we would play teams. They would motivate us all week. Hey, listen, we're going to defer. If we lose the talk, we're going defense first. And I'm sure, if I'm Kevin Smith, that's the smart move to make. 
let your defense go out there and set the tone early with Baker Mayfield so he starts to question himself and, and question whether or not he should have made the off-the-leash T-shirt and made all these comments off the record or what have you. Start your defense first in this case. But in any other game, I I have no preference, to be honest with you. Really? Like this I'm game, surprised. Yeah, I have no preference. Because the trend no is just you defer. I mean, it's almost – it used to be the other way around. The trend was – I mean, teams always took the ball. And then Bill mm-hmm. Belichick decided that he was going to buck the trend and he was going to defer until the second half. And now everybody does mm-hmm. it because everybody follows Bill's lead. My my only right. thinking on that was if you're if you're at home, I would definitely go that route. But this Carolina sure. fan base who has watched this team just toil in mediocrity the last five years, three years in particular. I think they've won five games each of the last three years. Um, yeah. I don't want to electrify them, and I always look that's at worst-case scenario. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that, but I do know in Baker's history, he has looked great in first drives many times. And then I'm asking myself the rest of the game, where the hell was the Baker we saw in that first drive? Where did he go? So right. my fear is, and, and I'm sure Stefanski won't coach off of fear, but as a fan watching, to me, the one thing I do not want to see is Baker have a seven-minute, 80-yard touchdown drive and Carolina's mm-hmm. crowd base just got doused with vodka and now they're really on fire. Yeah, that's, that's why we play this game. Because you make a great point. I didn't think about that. That's a great point. But I'm still sticking to my guns. I'm la- allowing Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clown, and Denzel, well, all these guys, it's on you guys to, put, to, to shut this guy up. And I'm, I'm, that's my message all week, no matter where we're playing, because it's Baker Mayfield. Right. Because he's disrespecting me as a head coach. He's disrespecting you all off the leash. This is personal. Whether or not I want to admit it or not, this is personal. And I want my team to know this is personal. So I'm leaning on you guys to back me up. Back me up on this and go out and shut his behind out. It'd be, I, funny. I think It'd be funny if Stefanski told Miles Garrett, Hey, uh, we're going to take the ball first if we win the coin toss, and then the Browns win it. And Miles looks over at Stefanski and looks over at Baker and says, "We're going on defense. <laughs> we, we want we want to see him right now." See the question. Yeah, you you from you from Baltimore area? I want him to go tell Miles Garrett. In the words of the great Avon Barksdale, string, it ain't about that business. <laughs> yeah, it's about that other thing. <laughs> What's your prediction on the game? What's the final score? You see it high scoring, yeah, low scoring, close, blowout? I think it won't be a high scoring game. I, I say the Browns 24, Panthers 10. And I think Ooh. they score, the, the Panthers score late when the, the, the Browns are playing kind of a, you know, prevent defense to kind of run the clock out. But I, I, That's I think our biggest spread, be, isn't it, guys? It is. I don't yes. think anybody's predicted a two-touchdown win. That's crazy. Man. But hopefully hopefully you flex next next week when you're on the show. McNuggets has to ask us ahead, a question here. Yeah, Nicole, usually I ask offbeat questions. I have a real football question here. You talked all okay. lead-up here that you wanted to see Jacoby Brissett play in the preseason, and we saw a little bit of him in the third game. But what's a realistic expectation here for Jacoby Brissett against the Panthers' defense that forced a lot of turnovers last season? Yeah, I don't I don't see if he has to throw the ball more than 30 times a game, we're in trouble. So I I would say his stat line, if he throws the ball, let's say 15 to 20 times, let's say just over 200 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions. I'll take that any day. That's a win. He's efficient. I think that's yeah, I think he's yeah, I think it adds to a win and we're running the ball and he's making efficient throws and Kevin Stefanski keeps keeps that keeps his plan the plan and they don't deviate from it. And I think that's with Kobe Brissett not leaning on him too much and not putting your, yourself in that position. Um, and but I think the running game is going to have a should have a, a, an, a above average day on the ground if this team is going to win and, and and obviously score 24 points. I think Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and along with Brissett really showing that he can manage uh, the weapons around him and not blow a game, knowing that he has a really good really good, decent weapons on the outside that hadn't proved themselves a ton, but he's able to make those guys better because of his veteran leadership. Thanks, Dequell. One more thing, Dequell, before you go. Aside from the games that you played in, has there ever been a season opening game that you've looked forward to more than this one? That's a great question. There hasn't been for me. This is it. 
As a Browns fan, this is the biggest season opener yeah, this, I can ever remember. I can't wait. Yeah, this has big storylines. I can't think of anything when I play, but this is – that's a great question. I think this is the biggest storyline. Everyone's going to be tuned in to see yeah. how Baker Mayfield plays, how the Browns respond, what Kevin Stefanski's offense is going to look like. And because you don't want to, you don't want to start that narrative. You don't want Baker Mayfield to start. You need to win this game. These first four weeks are going to be very crucial for the Browns yeah. as they, uh, you know, get past and move into deep in the season before they can, you know, get uh, Deshaun Watson back and we'll see what he does and yeah. cross that bridge when he's back in town and throwing football, throwing footballs and leading this football team. Yeah. So, Captain Jack, we'll raise a glass, raise a glass to a Browns oh, victory. Oh, absolutely. Raise a glass, my friend. Right. Yes, yes, right. I love that that was off camera the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he always keeps it. I know. He got a, he got always a, keep it ready. That's right. Welcome home, young man. He got a drip IV. Hey, now, now just, just so everybody knows, uh, Dequell, uh, three weeks from now, will not be with us because He's going to uh, Paris on vacation because by then he's really going to need it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he's going to be exhausted. Wait, wait, That's wait. That's not true, news. by the way. That's not true. <laughs> Big news. Dequell is in studio next Friday. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 I'll be there. there. Yeah. There we go. On Saturday, we'll he goes up into a spaceship with Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. I wouldn't count him out. I wouldn't count him out. Dequell, enjoy the game. We'll see you in studio next Friday. Nice. That's going to be fun. The first time Dequell was in studio, it was a blast.